Hey everyone, this is Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, and one of the co-hosts of This Week in Marvel podcast. You're listening to the Cruise Control Podcast with Randy Cruz. This is the Cruise Control Podcast here on iTunes and SoundCloud.com. You can follow me, the host, Randy Cruz, on Twitter at R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J. C-R-U-Z, Wednesday night, February 3rd, 2016, here live in New York City. And I'm joined by my guy all the way in L.A., California, Jabari Davis, the host of the Lakers Nation podcast, and he also is a writer for LakersNation.com. He's on Twitter at Jabari Davis NBA. Jabari, what's up, my man? How you doing? Hey, what's going on, Randy? I appreciate you having me. Anytime, anytime, man. I know where uh, you know the, the the groundhog came out yesterday. He said it's the early spring, so I know everybody across the world is a uh, very happy and excited about that. Yeah, no, but why? Look, out here in California, we really can't. Go, we can never really complain. Like, yeah, like I exactly. told you before, you know, if it gets below fifty, I'm already, I'm already you know, looking for somebody to complain to. So, <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm happy for the rest of you. I'm happy for your side of the, your, your side of the country. Hey, man, anytime we can get fifty plus degrees here in February, I'm not complaining at all, man. <laughs> hey, there it is. There it is. Good stuff. So again, Jabari Davis, uh, Lakers Nation podcast, Lakers Nation. Dot com. Um, before we get into anything, you you have for those who who follow you on, on Twitter, you have a scene from White Men Can't Jump as your Twitter avatar. I just want to let people know that, and I want to ask, what's the reason behind all that? Uh, to be, I mean, it's, it's one of my. It's not even. It's not even just one of my favorite basketball movies of all time. It's one of those movies that I can watch literally at any time. You know, if, if I catch it, whether it's you know it comes on cable, or if I throw the you know throw the, the Blu-ray or the DVD or whatever in. Right. Uh, it's it's just one. It's, it's, there's nothing real. There's no hidden message or anything. It's just you know. Yeah. Sometimes you got to go with a you know a little Willie Dean and Billy Ho. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what. That is one movie, you know, a lot of movies nowadays, they, they also, they make a remake or they reboot a series. That That is one movie that they should not make a part two or they should try to redo at all. Yeah, not only, I mean, hey, I mean, Wesley at least is available now, but, um, you know, that aside, uh, you're right. Certain certain things, you just leave them as they are. You know, if you want to watch it every so often, just do that. But, uh, you know, kind of trying to reinvent the wheel, you know, with every single movie having a sequel, yeah, I agree with you. That's yeah, one of those ones unnecessary. We can't forget Rosie Perez and, and, her, her, and, and her accent in that movie, too. Uh, well, you look. Hey, the accent was cool. I, I know some <laughs> other things about that, but yeah, yeah, Rosie Perez, indeed. Yeah. From that, from that, and do the right thing. You, you're talking to my childhood now. <laughs> hey, listen, I was man. I think I was nine, maybe going on ten, nine or ten when that movie came out. And like you said, it's a movie that uh, you know generates through through you know through time and even now we're in 2016 and that movie came out 20 24 years ago and you can watch that at, at any given time anytime like you know it, 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 it's one of those where it's fun the story is not it's not it doesn't go too in-depth you know it's a good basketball story plus you know woody yeah plus woody and uh and wesley they had a good you know good chemistry so it was funny Exactly. Now, let's talk about the Lakers Nation podcast. You are the host of that podcast. Um, yes, sir. How, how long have you been hosting the podcast, and what's been the feedback like, and um, how can people find it and tune in? I pre- well, I definitely appreciate you giving me that up, you know, to bring that up. Yeah, the Lakers Nation podcast, I've, you know, I'm honored to be the host. It's a lot of fun. You know, I generally do it with my guys, Jameson Wilson, Jordan Buscarini, but I try to get guys on from the site. You, you've been on it. I appreciate that, you know, you, know, uh, you join in that time. Uh, you know, and, and obviously, you know, the other folks from around, you know, other folks that cover the league as well or, you know, just enjoy the league. Uh, you know, we do it once a week, you know, but we – you know, recently, like last week, for instance, we did a, you know, a couple special, you know, a couple special episodes. So it's available. It's available on the site and on the site's YouTube, uh, you know, feed. Uh, we're still, for whatever reason, we're still trying to get it worked out with iTunes. You know, hey, look, I'm not the most, uh, you know, technologically savvy individual, so maybe it's something on my end. But uh, <laughs> we're still working. All right. Yeah, I think it was also on SoundCloud, right? It is, it is on SoundCloud, so you can also get it on SoundCloud as well, the Lakers Nation uh, SoundCloud page. So now with the current season you guys are having um, with the Lakers, how has the fans been reacting to you know what you guys say and how you've been critiquing the whole season so far? 
fans, you know, it's, it, it's to be expected. You know, to a certain degree, a, a large percentage of the fans, excuse me, of the fan base, especially the younger ones, they're not accustomed to this type of, you know, you know having three consecutive, not just bad seasons, but historically bad seasons. So to a certain degree, you know, there's always going to be that percentage of the, you know, of the folks that no matter what you say, it's, you know, it's, everything is, you know, you know, fire and earth and, and destruction and it's never going to get better and all of that. So you, you kind of take that with a grain of salt. Uh, for the most part, everybody understood that even though a lot of us were optimistic going into this season, you know, when you're dealing with so many young players and a, and a team that is clearly in a state of transition, you really can't expect too much. Uh, right. So, as, you know, for, you know, for instance, you know when it, when D'Angelo Russell started the year off slow, everybody was panicking. Everybody was like, "Oh my goodness!" And and I, and I was sitting there trying to say, "Guys, not only is he 19 years old, not only is he you know, first you know, first coming into the league, uh, you know he's playing with other guys he's never played with before, and yada yada yada." Now that has slowed up. Now you look, they've still only won nine games or ten games now. Excuse me, uh, but at least it, it appears that everybody is kind of like at least re you know reevaluated the situation, and they're at least accepting that hey, this is a building process, and this is just step along the way we're gonna get uh into more nba and lakers in a second but i know currently right now super bowl 50 is taking place in your in your home state california up in santa clara big game cam cam newton paying manny it could be paying manny's last game um who you got in this game because this could be the first of many cam newton super bowl rings if you want to ask somebody who's been watching the game for so long um are you excited for the game? Um, who do you have? And do you feel like it's going to live up to the hype with possibly Manny's last game and possibly Cam Newton's first ring? I'll, I'll say this. I'm, ex- I'm extremely excited for the game. Uh, you know I don't have a dog in the fight. My team is the Raiders, and I stick with them no matter what. So it, and that is what that is. The listeners can you know, get a kick out of that. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> And, you know, and when I say that, I, that's not to say, like, oh, I'm just going to be anti-Broncos because, you know, simply because, you know, they're a rival. Right. That said, I think that, you know, like, I, my gut instinct tells me the Panthers are going to win it. I mean, of course I'm impressed by Denver's defense. Of course, you know, it, it being that it's, it could very well be Peyton, as you mentioned, Peyton's last game. Uh, you know, I'd love to see him go, be able to go out on top just simply from, a you know, disrespecting the historical aspect of it. Uh, but something tells me, you know, you know, hey, Carolina's defense is if they're not as good as Denver, they're you know they're 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 pretty darn good on their own. And when you throw in the fact that Cam has just been lights out just across the board this season, I, it's difficult for me to see Denver winning this one. Now, again, I'm not an analyst when it comes to football. I talk about basketball and basketball only. Mm-hmm. Anybody that follows me on Twitter knows that. Right. Uh, but as a fan of the game, you know, I hope it's a great one. I hope it lives up to the hype. But I still think the Panthers are going to come out with this. Well, you say you don't have a dog in a fight, and, and, and me either. You are a Raider fan. Uh, you sound like a big-time proud Raider fan. Um, I am – I'm going to ask you I'm gonna ask you this question, too. I am a Minnesota Viking and a New England Patriot fan. Now, the question I'm going to ask you is, do you believe in the unwritten rule that if, you know, for every sport, basketball, football, hockey, baseball, whatever, that you're only supposed to be a fan of one team? You cannot be a fan of of one or uh, two or more teams. Is that correct? Because when I say I'm a Viking and Patriot fan, people on Twitter tell me, well, you know, how can you be from New York and be a Viking and a Patriot fan? It just don't go that way. Or how can you be a fan of two teams? Um, do you believe in that unwritten rule? So here's the deal. This is your show, so I'm not going to insult you. <laughs> but I, but I will say this. I got a cousin. He tells me, "Oh, I'm a Bay Area fan, so I like the Raiders and the Niners." And it, I've never quite understood it. That said, I've accepted it because, hey, at the end of the day, you know, you root for who you want to root for. You know, right. whether you whether you're from Des Moines and you and you like it and you and you like Kansas City and you or you're New York and you like the Patriots, you root for whoever, whoever you want to root for. And I get and given honestly, given your age, I can I can understand why Minnesota was incredible. When they had Chris Carter, when they had you know Randy Moss, when they had you know Robert Smith, and you know and that incredible run, I would imagine you probably played Dreamcast and played with that team. You probably cheated yourself. You probably cheated yourself to win because you played with that dominant, crazy team. Is, is that correct, Jabari? I played Madden '93-4-5 uh, with the Vikings, and and you cannot forget Randall Cunningham too. Exactly, and, and Randall. So I get that. And the Patriots say, "Look, you, I think everybody. Look, I, I announced that I'm a Raiders fan, so folks." Are, 
probably guess how I feel about the Patriots. But that said, I can't fault somebody for liking them. They've been great for a long time. You know, like, the, you know, all the controversy aside, you know, it, it, if I were a fan of theirs, I wouldn't feel bad. I wouldn't feel wrong about it. So, I, I look, I, I don't cheer for two teams, but I'm not going to fault you for it. That's you. So now – yeah, so now how do you feel about the Raiders? You know, they might be on the move either either to L.A. or now a possible new destination with Las Vegas. Are you in favor of them moving to L.A., staying in, staying in Oakland, or the possible move to Las Vegas? I'll tell you this. I was selfishly hoping that they were coming back to L.A. I, I, I do love all the nostalgia of Oakland. You know, like that's where they were, you know, that's where they were prior to coming down to L.A. when I, you know, when, when I was growing up. Uh, so I respect that and I respect the fans up there and I actually feel for them. That said, if I'm going, you know, if we're going to be honest, I wanted them to come down here. Uh, if, they, if they ended up in, in, in Vegas, hey, even <laughs> maybe even better. You know, I don't have to deal with the traffic of you know the, the traffic clouding up my you know crowding up my already crowded you know uh, freeways, mm-hmm. and uh, it gives me an opportunity to have an excuse at least to maybe sneak away to Vegas a couple extra times a year. So I'd be fine with. It. You know what? I was just going to ask you if the Raiders move to Vegas, how many home games would Jabari Davis be attending? <laughs> well, put it like this: I, you can guarantee I'd be hanging out with Jameson, you know, who lives in Vegas. I'd be hanging out at least a few, uh, a few of the you know Sundays mm-hmm. throughout the season, at least a few. But besides that, um, the NFL is returning to LA. Um, you have the Rams coming from St. Louis. Um, maybe the Chargers, maybe the Raiders down the road. Um, like I said, like I said, the, the Raiders might move to Vegas. Um, that'll be crazy just by itself. But um, what's the current anticipation like from fans in the media down there about the Rams coming back to LA? You know, I, this is the thing. I was never anti-Rams, even though I was not a Rams fan growing up. I, I grew up, you know, the games at the Coliseum, you know, watching the Raiders. That, you know, that that's what I watched. Uh, I'm happy for them. They, you know, they, they, they're they, a good percentage, and that's one thing that I was. You know, I'm happy to see a good percentage of them stuck around, and they you know continue to be Rams fan. You know, Rams fans, excuse me. You know, obviously from afar. Uh, so it, it's kind of just like, hey, now they're back. Everybody's excited. Uh, you know, the media definitely is excited. You know, it's all over sports talk radio and everything over here. Uh, you know, they're talking about it. You know, the, you know, getting geared up for it. You know, the, the television package as well. Uh, so, no, it, it, in my opinion, it, it's great. Uh, the rivalry in me, you know, the, I'll admit, I didn't necessarily want to see, you know, the, the Chargers come up here and whether they come up here and, you know, that you know, time will tell. Uh, but ultimately, it's good for the city of Los Angeles. I'll admit it. It's you know, you know, for the you know, for the just the economics alone of it. Uh, you know, of course, it'll it'll probably add you know a bit more traffic, a bit more congestion. But hey, you know, we can deal with that. You know, if it brings jobs to the area and it, and it, and it helps people out, you know, and, and 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 the fans here can enjoy it, I'm I'm all for it. I'm actually really happy that it finally took place. Going back to paying Manny real quick now, it, you know, whether he wins or loses. Um, there were some rumors that um, regardless of what happens, if Denver decides to cut ties with Peyton Manning, that the possibility of the Rams trying to sign Peyton Manning for him to go to L.A., are you in favor of that? Or do you think after this game, um, Peyton Manning is, is no longer in the NFL? I think I should preface this with I, I'm always of the opinion that you like regardless of whether the opinions that we have, uh, we can't tell uh, you know a guy you know it's time to walk away. Right. That's it. You know, so so all due respect, <laughs> anybody, you know, any professional athlete, this should be his last game. This should be the last one. I know he's looked better over these over the last couple of outings. Uh, I know the defense, you know, they definitely protected him and you know, it, you know down the stretch. Uh, but uh, look, all. And everyone gets to their end point. You know, everyone gets to that point where they just can't do it anymore. And I'm, you know, who the, who the heck am I to say to Peyton, you can't do it anymore? But to the level and you know, you know at the heights that you know we're we're expecting to see out of Peyton, and at, at, at what I would imagine, you know, his own self pride, you know, would would, would demand. Uh, I don't know that we're ever going to see that Peyton again. So you know, whether you know, whether they win or lose, I hope you know that I hope he's able to walk off with his head you know head held high and uh, you know just be you know and, and be content with a career. I'm joined by Jabari Davis of the Lakers Nation podcast and LakersNation.com. So now switching gears to the NBA. Um, it's, it's funny because just last week we had Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook in some rumor going to uh, the Lakers. Um, 
Also last week had Kevin Durant interested in the New York Knicks and playing with Melo and Porzingis. He called Porzingis uh-huh. uh, a, a, a unicorn and everything. Um, now this week we have Kevin Durant in a rumor that the Golden State Warriors are, you know, could be a possible destination when he becomes a free agent, um, which would be totally unfair, Jabari, just for the record. Um, do, we, do we have any idea where Durant is leaning towards because, you know, He's either going to stay with OKC, go to Washington, New York, L.A. for Lakers or the Clippers um, because he's not letting anyone, you know, anybody know anything about what's going to happen this summer. You know, the one thing that I like most about Kevin Durant is the fact that he's, you know, he doesn't suffer fools. You know what I mean? Like, he's not sitting there like... I don't think anyone knows, and that's including Kevin Durant, because at the end of the day, he's out there trying to bust his butt. He feels like, look, his team has won nine out of ten games. They're on the heels of the Spurs. They're trying to overtake them and get, you know, and and, and coast in the second, you know, at least second place, you know, in the Western Conference. Uh, so, like all of these reports, while they're fun and believe me, hey, continue to click on LakersNation.com for all of those. Like, you know, shameless plug without a doubt. Uh, but all those reports are fun, and you look, there's, and it's always going to be an intriguing storyline, I don't think anyone's going to know until we see how this season wraps up. Because like, I think it's so presumptuous, that the, and, and I'm not talking about by you, I'm talking about you know, by the general NBA-loving public, it's so presumptuous of us to be like, oh yeah, of course, he's going to go to Golden State, and of course he's going to go here. The guy's out there playing for Oklahoma City right now, and they're playing pretty well. Now, I, it, it would be a discussion right now if they were if they if they were in the tank. You know what I mean? If they were if they just sucked somehow for some reason, excuse the term. Um, but look, you know they're they're third in the Western Conference. If I'm not mistaken, they're within a game or two in, in, you know, in the loss column. Uh, you know the second place Spurs. So you know right now, you know the focus has got to be on this season. I'll, you know, not that I won't talk to you about it, but you know, it, it won't be a real conversation until the summer. Right. I, I mean, I I also heard San Antonio might be in the mix because they, hey, you know, we don't know about Tim Duncan and Parker and Ginobili going forward. They have Kawhi Leonard. They have Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, it could be a nice pairing with Durant. But um, fantasy booking here, which which report of Durant to the Lakers, Durant to the Knicks, to to Washington up to San Antonio, even to Golden State, which one is the most believable at this point? Well, and, and, and it, I hate to even say this because it's the it's the one that we that you, that you spoke of earlier that wouldn't be fair. Uh, look, if you're Kevin Durant and say you really do want to go somewhere and you really want to leave, like and, and for whatever reason you determine that Washington with you will still wouldn't be good enough. Of course, of course, the Golden State Warriors would look would look attractive. You know, look, because not only are they good, not only are they dominant, not only are they great, they play for one another. They like one another. It's it's crazy to think that in professional sports, if you just have chemistry, that in itself, you know, can get you. Now, I want you to think you're not going to win a title off chemistry because you got to have talent as well. But chemistry and play and being willing to do whatever it takes for that next man up or and be that next man up. That you know, like that—that's a tremendous part of the battle. So, like, you look, like I have no—I am not an NBA capologist. I do not, in any way, you know, like, you know, you know, uh, claim to be an expert. I have no idea how it would happen. I know on Twitter, people talk about, oh, all they have to do is just—it's probably not that simple. But if the, if it is at all, if it is at all possible, and if you're Kevin Durant and you determine that you want to leave, now look, perfect, see, uh, uh, selfishly, I want him to come to the Lakers. But if you're Kevin Durant and you have that opportunity, which one would you choose? Um, I I would have to say the Warriors. I mean, not only because of the talent, because everybody's young. Uh-huh. I, you have to look at the coach, the front office, uh-huh. the the whole GM, how how they run everything. Because you know he can go to New York, but then you still got Jim Dolan as the owner, and you know you just never know what's gonna happen with him. Um, the Lakers, you know, with the whole uh-huh. bus, with the whole bus family, you just never know what they they're gonna do or or try to pull. Because uh, um, maybe San Antonio from an organizational standpoint and the Warriors. And my thing is this, if somehow, some way Durant even ends up with the Warriors, I, I think a lot of people are going to feel, you know, compared to how LeBron left to go to Miami. But the only difference is that Miami was not coming off a championship season. The Warriors might be coming off two rings, two consecutive uh, rings, and Durant goes there. And people are going to find, you know, look at that and say, oh, Durant is going to, you know, he's, he's you know, on the bandwagon. He 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 has to go somewhere else to win a championship. But, 
at just the same with LeBron did four, um, four or five years ago. <laughs> you know why I laughed at that? I'm sorry. You know I don't mean I'm not laughing at you. Uh-huh. I laughed at that because, of course, that's going to be the narrative. Of course, yeah, that's what Twitter course. is going to say. Because Twitter believes that Twitter is more important than, you know, than it actually, <laughs> actually is in, in the grand scheme of things. Look, people are going to say whatever. If you're Kevin Durant, and you have the opportunity to join a team that is is, is rolling like this, and not and it, let, let's make no mistake about it. This wouldn't be an opportunity. This wouldn't be a situation where Kevin Durant needs somebody else. This is Kevin. They're getting Kevin Durant. Okay, Steph Curry has been great. You know, Clay Thompson has been great. Draymond Green has been great. Kevin Durant comes in there. He you know, you know, he can look people in the eye. He doesn't have to sheepishly walk in there and act like, oh hey, thanks for thanks for the help, guys. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, so like people are gonna say what they're gonna say, and and who. You know, again, we're talking. We're speaking in hypotheticals that ha- we have no idea whether there, there's even a, a remote chance of them actually taking place. But if it were to take place, and Kevin Durant does go there, Twitter can say what people you know, on social media and you know, sports talk radio can say what they want. At the end of the day, if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm looking at you and saying, "Okay, yeah, I'm here for the ring, so you can go on about your business." Uh, but, you know, p- folks, a lot of that narrative about LeBron ended when you know when they won two in a row and now that he's been to what five consecutive you know uh, finals right we're going to talk uh, people will talk until they, until they just can't talk anymore exactly and, and you know if you know me i'm a big nick fan i would love kevin durant in a nick uniform however they can pull it off uh at least they can be in the running or in the conversation to do it and plus you know, having Kevin Durant in the Eastern Conference, um, can, you know, can can change a lot of things. You know, it, it's very tough to win the NBA championship in the Western Conference. Um, even you know, in in today's conference, um, in the East, is more of a cakewalk to get to the NBA Finals if you're not, you know, the 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 Cavaliers. So Kevin Durant coming East, um, to New York or Washington. Um, does make to me a lot of sense because it's the easier route to get to a finals, and you might just have LeBron as your as your brick wall trying to get past him to get to a final. So um, I think number one, I think he would one stay with OKC, and after that, we have no idea. We can we can speculate, we can guess, we can fantasy book this whole thing, but if he's not staying with the Thunder. It has to be the right situation for him, where he has to, he has to be put in a proper spot to win a championship. And would I want him in New York? Great, of, of course. Would you want him in in, in L.A.? Of, of course. But Kevin Durant is not a guy that's gonna be leaking information out there because that's not his, that's not his character. Yeah, exactly, and that's the reason. And honestly, and I always try to remind Lakers fans of that same exact thing. But you know, by comparison, the Lakers as an organization, if you start hearing a bunch of rumors, chances are either they're not true or there's probably nowhere near as true as people are making it seem. Same thing with Kevin Durant. He's not the type that, at least, he doesn't appear to be the type that wants his business out there in the streets. And doesn't appear. He certainly doesn't appear foolish enough to let it get out that he's thinking about where he might go during the middle of the season. You know what I mean? So that's the reason why I'm, I'm not trying to poop on people, you know, on people's, you know, the, you know, the, your articles and shows or whatnot. Mm. I just think a lot of it's, you know, kind of for not. Hey, you know what? I I even made a joke saying Kevin Durant. You know, a source told me Kevin Durant is going to bring back the Sonics and sign and resign with them. <laughs> I mean, you just you just never know what's going to happen. But um, speaking speaking of the Warriors, um, right now they are forty four and four. Um, they are they are in the middle of a crazy historic NBA season. They're trying to break Chicago's record back from '96 of 72 and 10. Do you see this team losing six more times in the next two months? I think if this team really truly wanted to get that record, I think it could. Now, when I say that, that's not you know that's not to say it's not going you know like they couldn't still do it. I just think that down the stretch, if they have enough of a lead to where they're not going to lose home court advantage, I could see them start to kind of, you know, kind of get their rotation in order, rest guys a little bit more. Now, look, they're so dominant that they probably could do that and still win games. But I, when you when you when you start to look at that, set, you start look, you know, kind of in in March and the in early April, are they going to be playing? Are they really going to be going for it? You know, if they are, I do think they could. I really do, uh, it, you know. But if they start resting guys, I could see them, you know, maybe losing, a, you know, losing an extra game here and there that you know might, you know, might put them out of the running. Now, you know, me and you have been watching NBA for for quite a while twenty twenty five plus years. Fans now, um, fans nowadays are very quick to call 
something legendary, classic, or the greatest team or the greatest player to do this. Um, uh-huh. If indeed the Warriors break the Bulls record and they go on to win the NBA title, are fans going to be reserved to call the, this Warriors team the greatest team of all time? Or would fans still have that Chicago team or the Lakers or the Celtics above them? I can't, you know, obviously, you know, obviously, of course, I know you're not asking me to speak for them, but I, I don't know what they'll do. What, I, what I'll say is this. I'm usually one that's, that's a pump-the-brakes guy. Because you, you know me. I, I don't do rankings of guys that are like like Steph Curry. Geez, you know, he, he, is he gonna, could he go down as one of the greatest of all time? Absolutely. Right. But am I going to say, like, oh, yeah, he's the 17th best point. No, the guy's <laughs> in the middle of his career. How, how can we write what, the, you know, what that career might look like? You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to ranking, um, you know, I, I generally will say, like, let's give it some time and see how, you know, see how it eventually stacks up. I don't care what anybody says. If this team ends up beating that record, there's no way that you can just completely dismiss them and say like, oh no no, no matter what, that the you know the Jordan Bulls because hey Jordan, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like you, you have to at least you have to at least put them in the conversation. I, I'm just saying the conversation isn't over in the moment. Let's see how it's you know, Let's give them another couple years. See if they can extend this run. See if this is truly the special team that I actually think it is. A team that's going to be kind of right there in the mix for the next four to five seasons. Uh, and you know what? If, if they're able to maintain that greatness for that extended period of time, there's no reason in the world why we can't have that discussion of them being one of the all-time greats. But again, we're very early on. Right now, they're in year two, and they look phenomenal. I mean, Jabari. I this Warriors team. It, it, it's like they could make they could make the remainder of the season very boring because you just you just kind of feel like they're gonna go out there and wax everybody from San Antonio to Cleveland to my Knicks uh, here on Sunday. It was just like you know the 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 hype, the hoopla is like everybody wants to see Steph Curry dribble in the warm up, and it, it's really got to that point where they're rock stars and Rolling Stones kind of kind of feel and. If to me, if this team breaks that Bulls record and wins the title, um, uh-huh. I think it'd be very difficult for people to, of media or fans, to not say that this 2015-16 Warriors team is the greatest of all time. And I know people are very, you know, reserved to, to say somebody's better than Michael or somebody's uh-huh. better than Kobe or somebody's better than LeBron because that might be the, that might be their favorite player or that that might be the guy they grew up seeing and, and, and idolizing. So. It'll be tough for people just to put this Warriors team ahead of Chicago and, and Boston and the Lakers. But if you break that record and you win the title, and let's say you you, you lose one game in the playoffs, uh, I think it, it, you pretty much answer that question. Exactly. I, I, can't, I can't argue with that because that's exactly the case. Look, uh, this is a great team. It's probably a historically great team. And if they continue the run, it's, it's an all-time great team. That's the best answer I can give you. But now, if if they stay the way they are, let's say they don't add Durant, they they stay exactly who they are, how long do you see the Warriors having this stranglehold on the Western Conference? Well, okay, so say they don't get Durant, but uh, they they, 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 – they retain Barnes. They just keep they keep it going right. as long as they stay as long as they stay healthy. Uh, and you know, there's no other super team out there on the horizon. Look, uh, like that's not to say that I'm predicting them to win the next five titles or anything like that. Uh-huh. But they, but they'll be right there as long as they stay healthy. If they can keep this group together, which there's no reason to think that they can, especially if you know if they if they, if they keep Barnes and maybe add another piece, you know, in a, in a couple years, there's no reason to think that they can. Now, that good. now can I, I don't, yeah now can LeBron can LeBron finally get that third ring? Man, honestly, I'm gonna say <laughs> I feel like LeBron <laughs> needs to get that. Honestly, I feel like LeBron needs to get it this year, or next year, and that's not to say like, hey, at 32 you're done. But look, uh, he's got he's on the back half of that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he got up to the mountaintop probably 2012, 2013, and I'm, and it's not like it's been a steep decline or anything like that. LeBron is still great. He's still you know on a given night can be the best player in the you know, best basketball player in the world. You know on a given night. So I'm not in any way saying that you know you're questioning that. 
But at a certain point, at 32, 33, 34, you can't really expect him to continue to you know to continue to produce the way that he has before. Now, uh, if, if he ends up, well, here's a question: We're right back at you. If he ends up getting, say he gets, you know, say he gets that third one, but it's five years from now, and he's and clearly he's not the best player on the team. He's not even the second. He, you know, he's a good player. He's a contributor. Are we gonna are, are we gonna start you know are, are we gonna you know, you know section off his career and 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 criticize him for that, or are we gonna you know give him credit? Um, I think you should give him credit because, you know, right back at you, a question where Tim Duncan won his fourth ring in, what, his 15th year in the NBA, and people still say Tim Duncan is the greatest power forward of all time. He has four or five championship rings. Um, Do we, you know, diminish his last ring compared to his first ring where he was more dominant early on, and now he just the third, fourth, maybe fifth option? Do we do we diminish his role? I I, I think we shouldn't. If LeBron happens to get a third ring, um, I think it won't be easy um, because he's going to have to go through the, the the Warriors for the next two, three, four years is who he's going to have to match up with, or if not San Antonio, for the remainder of his career as a Cavalier. And that I know when he did the move to Cleveland, he felt like, you know, I'm, go, I'm going there. I got Kevin Love. I got, we, you know, we re-signed Kyrie Irving and everything. Bing, bang, boom. We, you know, we're good. And then nobody, nobody knew that on the other side of the hemisphere, the Warriors, the Warriors were rising above everybody and just being this big-time phenomenal team. And LeBron is like, you know, LeBron doesn't like the Warriors. He don't like Ka- Kawhi Leonard. He just he don't want to see neither one of those people in the finals. If he can see Memphis, it's all good in the finals. If he can see the Clippers, it's all good. But San Antonio and the Warriors, I, I, I don't know, because the, the way the Cavs are now, I don't think they can win it. They got to add that perimeter shooting, someone else that, that can attack the basket, uh, a a big-time versatile two or three, uh, which I would love Andrew Wiggins still on his roster uh, to give him that. I was I was literally – I was like, I wonder what he thinks about this because I, that's something that I bring, I bring up from time to time, and I know Cass fans are tired of hearing me say it uh, or, or, or seeing me tweet it, but at the time of that trade, I I don't get too many of them right, so I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit when I get one right. I said I think it's very foolish that they're making this deal, not only for the long term, but in the, in, 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 in the immediate. Uh, I feel I really, really wish we could have seen Andrew Wiggins develop next to LeBron James. Right. Do you think, like, if they, could, if they could do it over again, what would that team look like? But Don't you think that they would actually be, they would be able to compete with the, with the Golden States? You're right, but I think in hindsight, if Kevin Love and Kyrie are not injured, and let's say they win last year, we're not having this conversation. That's true. So that is true. it's always hindsight. What if? What if? What if? And then now, you know, we we look at Kevin Love. He may not be the same player as before, but he's still getting paid a hundred million dollars. And people are saying, well, if you would have kept Andrew Wiggins, but then no, nobody knew Andrew Wiggins was going to blossom. You know, in in in, in a, a, a two year time span, but. It, it always goes back to hindsight. If Cavaliers win last year, we're not having a conversation, oh, they should have kept Andrew Wiggins. I know, I know it sounds crazy, but there's a, there, there's a certain argument to be made that they may have actually in totality been worse had they had them on the court. And here, allow, allow, me to, allow me to finish before you laugh me off. <laughs> okay. How do, how do they match up with Golden State? How have they matched up with Golden State when Kevin Love and Kyrie have been there? Not very well. Not very good. Not yet, like, seriously. They, I, I, I kind of feel like Golden State, like, say they meet them in the finals and Kevin Love and them are there, of course, you know, they, they, of course, you know, when you have offensive weapons like that, they're, 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 they will make a difference. Because at a certain point in the finals last year, it was like LeBron James going up against the world. And I, and I, I totally acknowledge that. But on the defensive end, something tells me Golden State would find a way to exploit them to the point where, you know, almost to offset any effectiveness that they would have. Unless it's one of those crazy nights where they're just going, you know, everything's going in. Of right. course, hypothetical, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if they would have won if they, if they were there. Hey, look, they were up 2-1 without Love and Kyrie. And just imagine if, just imagine if they played one game out of the, 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 the remaining three. Do you think, you think they don't get two? It's, again, it's possible. But I, 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 you and I know more than anything, it's about matchups. Like, you know, on paper, yes, of course, easily you could say, like, of course, yeah, if Kevin Love and Kyrie were there, of course, they average this, they average that, that would have, you know, that would have been the difference. Mm-hmm. But you just but you just don't know if the game is played. Because if the game is played, how do we know they're up 2-1? 
I guess we'll never know, man. <laughs> that, that, that's the beauty of I, I hope we get to see it this year. I really do, so that we don't have to have that hypothetical or philosophical debate. <laughs> hey, man, I'm a, I'm a big LeBron fan. I, I wanted to get a third ring. I wanted Durant to get a ring. Um, uh-huh. Curry got his. Um, I'm still mad we never got a LeBron-Kobe finals. I'm still pissed off uh, about that. Um, just one of the many sports matchups that you would never – you you can't see it again. So you know, I blame I blame the Orlando Magic for that not happening. So there you go. Um, <laughs> oh, because they knocked him off. Yeah, yeah. like come it, on. It would have been great. You, you know why it would have been great? Because even though their their careers didn't, you know, like the, their arcs of their careers didn't match up, you know, you know quite you know quite you know, as evenly as we as you would have liked, uh, it would have at least answered that question. Hey, at least we saw him in the finals at one time, and we saw what you know what was what. You know, so yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I feel like we almost got cheated. <laughs> We are chatting with Jabari Davis of the Lakers Nation podcast. Uh, he writes for them on LakersNation.com. Real quick, um, Kobe Bryant had 38 last night. How surprised were you about that? <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, look, I, I, and, and I tweeted about it after the, after the game. I don't care. I'm going to celebrate these moments because you look, they're few and far between, and we got and we got two and a half months left of him. We got about mm-hmm. 35 games left of you know, to, to ever see him on the court in general. So. When you see moments like that, you got to embrace it. You got to just appreciate it, whether you're a fan of his or not. You know, it, 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 it's a rare thing. It's a rare thing for a 35 year, 35 plus. You know, he's 37. Uh, you know, to you know to do, you know to be able to do that in general. But in his 20th year, especially after the you know you know some of the ups and downs that he's physically had this year, uh, it was a great sight. It was really fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, at least we all found out Sam Mitchell still hates him. <laughs> Wouldn't you? If, if you're Sam Mitchell and he put the 81 on you and you had to listen to a decade of why didn't you double him? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't? You? And then he comes out old man status and says, "Yeah, I got a little bit more to take for you," and gives you 38. I'd hate him too if I was Sam Mitchell. Yeah, I, I think Kobe averages 55 against Sam Mitchell in his career. <laughs> <laughs> Serious. Um, there there are some out there that, that say. You know, D'Angelo Russell was not the right pick for the Lakers. Uh, I think he doesn't get enough playing time, and and I don't think Byron Scott is the right coach for him. Um, is this current year like a uh, a pass for D'Angelo Russell because of the current situation? I I don't know that it necessarily even requires a pass. And here's the reason why I say that. You know, like you know how things go. Like if there's a certain narrative about something, or certain, or the conversation goes a certain, you know, begins a certain way. It's very difficult to reverse, you know, you know, reverse course, right. uh, especially on social media. If as an individual that watches every, obviously I'm watching every game. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it, uh, you know, talking about it on the show, talking about it on, you know, when I'm folks like you were kind enough to have me on. The uh, answer hasn't been nearly the disappointment that you know that, that some would say. Now. Does he play? Does he play enough? Does he play at the right times all the time? No, in, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. Uh, but you know, there have been moments, and and it have been you know several games where he has shown me enough to say, "Hey, look, I see what they saw in him." A lot of folks, I, I don't know whether they were foolish or whether they just you know didn't consider the reality of it. They they thought a 19 year old, you know what I'm saying, that you know that that, that hadn't been a lifelong point guard to begin with, was going to come in here and just light the world on fire. I'm here to tell you, folks, that was foolish if you thought that. It just was. Um, Is he perfect? Far from it. Does he have a ton of room uh, left to develop? Absolutely. But do I think he can get there because he's shown me that he's, you know, he's shown me, you know, a few things throughout the season? Absolutely. I think D'Angelo's going to be just fine. If, you know, in the event Byron Scott is, you know, well, I I say it like this: any event, he's not the coach after this season, which I think a lot of us feel like he's not going to be. Um, who who should the Lakers reach out to? Is there a perfect coach or, or a guy that can kind of right the ship, knowing that you, that you're going to have no Kobe, a lot of young talent on the floor? Is, is there is there a guy that that you would like to see coach this team? Any event, Scott is no longer the head coach. Well, the sexy name has been Luke Walton. We all know that. 
Okay. It, it, it's, it's, it depends. Okay, so again, hypothetically speaking, because of course Byron Scott still has a job, and I'm not, you know, like, and I mean no disrespect to anybody. I'm not just, you know, saying like throw him out on his butt. Like you know, right. a lot of folks will say, I realize that's a, a person's job. That said, he hasn't done a very good, a very good job at that job. So I'm going to speculate that he's probably going to be out of one if Luke Walton is available. I would love to see that. I would love to see Luke with that opportunity. Of course, you can't just think like, oh, hey, he did this, you know, with the Warriors, so that's naturally going to happen. But also, on the flip side of that, you, 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 uh, contrary to popular belief, you can't just throw anybody in that role and have you know, and, and just snap their fingers, roll the ball out, and, and, and they'd just be balling the way that the Warriors did over the first half of the season. He seems to have a great rapport with the players. He seems to be respected, among, at least amongst the young coaches, amongst the coaching ranks. And, uh, and eventually, whether it's this year or the upcoming year, I'd be surprised if he wasn't the head coach. So if he's available and they determine that that's, you know, that that's the way they want to go, I'd love to see what he could do in developing alongside with these Young, you know, with these young players. Uh, but my second answer to that is, if you really have an opportunity to get Kevin Durant this offseason, like, you know, like say, you know, pie in the sky situation actually, you know, comes to fruition, and and, and, and you're sitting over there salty, mad at me because I you know, because I got Kevin Durant on my squad. If that ends up taking place, I think you have to wait too, and you have to be realistic about it. If you got you got to look at Kevin, and, and I know that you can't base you know base your coaching decision solely on what your star player you know wants, but I think at this stage in the NBA, regardless of whether people like this or not, you're foolish if you don't at least go to them for their input. You know what I mean? Right. So now you know when when Kobe retires, uh, um, who who kind of steps in to be you know to to become that leader? We we, we all know how how Kobe is, and he's very. You know, take over ish, and it's about him, and and, and the way he is, is is phenomenal in certain areas. But um, you're not gonna have him. You know, you might not have Byron Scott. Who becomes a leader on that on that young team? That's the million dollar question, seriously. And I know I'm not trying to skate it. That really is a million dollar question. That's the reason why. It, you know, whether you want to believe that some of these young guys are on the, you know, available, quote unquote, you know, they're they're at least listening, willing to listen to offers. Whether you want to believe that or not, the reality is this is a Lakers organization that does not that is not. Not only are they not accustomed to just losing, they're not accustomed to having to not having that answer. Who's the next mark? Who's the who's the next name on the marquee? So I would, you know, I. I it would not shock me whatsoever if they are at least looking at positioning themselves better to be, you know, to make them more make themselves more attractive for a free agent. Uh, if it, you know, say say we're talking about from the current group, uh, Randall has a ton of potential. Not necessarily the vocal leader or, or the you know the the, the you know the number one guy in the locker room uh-huh. just yet. And you know, and, and, and why would we expect him to be? Uh, if, if we're choosing one of them, while while Jordan Clarkson may be the most advanced because he's got that extra extra season on the other two, uh, I honestly think that D'Angelo Russell, if if it has to be one of them, has the has the type of charisma, has the type of just like you know gravitational pull in terms of uh, of uh, you know getting through to the guys that it takes to be a leader. So look. That is not ideal. It's not ideal to be looking at a twenty-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Still trying to figure it out. You know, on his own as you know, as as the face of the franchise. So again, that's the reason why it would not shock me whatsoever to see this team very active, if not in uh, if not in this trading deadline, uh, in the offseason, trying to bring you bring somebody in here in order in order to kind of uh, at least get them through to the next guy. I got a few more before I wrap it up. Um, I'm actually okay. going to get to uh, a Twitter question. Um, Islam Mustafa asks, do you think Boston, going back to Kevin Durant, do you think Boston could be a potential spot for, K, uh, for Kevin Durant knowing they have all them draft picks? Well, I mean, uh, if they, what, they're, they're going to trade for him? Um, I mean, I, I like mean before, the, before the trade deadline? I think he asks, could Boston be a potential landing spot for Kevin Durant? And I, and I, I put in the part of the draft picks to make it more enticing for, for Oklahoma City. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, if, if it's a like the reason why I don't think it's possible that they could get him this season is because OKC is not going to you know pay him on this year. Not unless they you know they suffered some catastrophic injuries and like he's the only guy and it looks like they're not even going to make the playoffs somehow. 
I mean, I guess that's a possibility, and and, and it, this is not in any way to you know to you know to say Boston is not a you know uh, a desired you know destination. Uh, I don't have to say it because kind of like the history has, has shown that that it, you know, they've had a, you know, a little bit of difficulty uh, getting like the top notch guys to go there in free agency over at least over this this last stretch. Um, they've been able to acquire them. They've been able to cultivate them and develop them at times. You know, so again, that's not a, that's not a knock against the Celtics or anything like that. Um, I, I'll just say this: I'm not going to say it's impossible. You know, because who knows? You know, again, like I said, we don't know what Kevin Durant thinks, and we don't know, you know, what is meaningful to him at the end of the day. Uh, I don't know that I would put Boston in my like if I were guesstimating a top five. I don't necessarily know that I would put them in the top five. The Lakers currently are ten and forty-one. I just, I just want to say, man, I feel your pain because I'm a Knicks fan and I went through this last year, and they uh-huh. only won seventeen games. You are only seven more wins from tying us from last year. Um, so just, just, just hang in there, buddy. Hang in there. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Um, I, and I'll openly admit, I, I was one of those guys. I said, I said at the beginning of the season they'll probably win about thirty games. Now, clearly they're not going to get there. But it isn't like I was sitting there saying they were going to be world beaters. I just, I, I, I was a little bit too optimistic about what the veterans could do in order to contribute. But that said, uh, hey, if we're trying to protect that top three pick, right. I got no problem with it. So, hey, they can go, they can go, and I know the Lakers fans are going to be mad. They can go 10 to 72 for all I care. And as long as the, as long as the young talent gets the opportunity to be out there on the court and develop and learn and, and, and make the mistakes that are necessary to grow and to learn and to have cultural and teachable moments from, uh, and they're able to keep that pick, I have no problem whatsoever with it. I don't like it every night, but at, you know, I'm, I'm a big picture guy, forest beyond the trees guy. You know, hey, man, it, you know, you guys might not, you know, not to say, you know, ne- in, a, in a negative way, but you guys might not even need Durant if you get number one and you get Ben Simmons in the draft. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, 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 I'm the guy I want to have options. So I, all these folks out there saying, because there are, there are, and you, you, this may sound crazy, I still see it on my timeline at times. Um, you know, folks saying, no, but we're the Lakers. We can't, we can't root to lose, and we can't be happy with losing. No one's happy with losing. You're happy with the result of the losing because you're going to lose anyhow. Right. So you may as well have something on the horizon to look forward to. If Ben Simmons is an opportunity, obviously you go there. And you're right. If, if, if that takes place, well, then, hey, all for one, you become a, a much more attractive destination for somebody to come to. Exactly. But two, you added another piece that could be a generational, you know, a generational talent. So I'm all for it. Hey man, my last one to you. We got Kobe Bryant in the All Star Game, his final All Star Game this month in Toronto. Um, he led the yep. league in, in votes. Um, what's the possibility? What's the over under of? Kobe Bryant walking out of Toronto with the All Star Game MVP in his final All Star Game. You know, you know, you know they're gonna make it happen. I'll say this: it wouldn't shock me to see him go after it. It would be the fifth. He, 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 he would be, I think he's tied with Shaq for for most uh, All Star Game MVPs with four. Uh, it would be his fifth. So of course, you know, regardless of whether he's all sheepish about it, of course he wants that. Of course he does. One more accolade, one more, one more thing to say, to hang over somebody, one more thing to say, like, yeah, well, I did that. Because at the end of the day, Kevin Durant is going to break the all-time scoring record for the All-Star game. I, I'm pretty sure you know you've seen how you know, how well he's done there yep. at the all-time you know, best average, and, and I think it's only going to take three or four more years for him to you know score the most. Uh, so if it's another thing that is an opportunity for Kobe to you know to put on that mantle, uh, it would not shock me at all to see him at least go after it. The West is going to win, and Kobe's going to shoot 5 for 25 and win the MVP. Watch this. <laughs> and I'd be okay with that. And I would, <laughs> no, you look, if it happens, it happens. It wouldn't be the first time uh, Kobe shot, you know, 5 for 25 or, quote, or uh, you know, 6 for 24 and still got that MVP because of, he did other things. Yeah, I, I think I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to mirror – somewhat of how Michael's final all-star game and you know they kept giving him the ball giving him the ball and he, he eventually tied it up uh with the fadeaway over Sean Marion and we all thought they were going to win but they did not Garnett I think he won the all-star game MVP so I mean um it's great seeing him um or going to see him in Toronto um nice. his, his star power is still there he, he led the league in all-star votes even over over Stephen Curry you knew that would, you know that was going to happen um if he gets the MVP, then I'm all happy for that. If he doesn't, um, I just, you know, just want to sit back and, and just say, you know, it was a privilege watching him throughout his entire career 
um, in, in many finals games, playoff games, all-star games. Um, I, and, and I think once April hits Jabari, it, people can have all the jokes right now. Kobe this, Kobe that, Kobe's washed up. But once April 14th, 15th, whatever it is, ends up and he's done, everybody's going to be like, wow, like it, it's it's here. It, it, it's it's over. Like there's no more Kobe Bryant ever in the NBA. It's going to be a real, you know, surreal moment. You know, I'll say it's going to be for me. You know, I, look, I grew up. I grew up in the '80s. I watched Magic. Mm-hmm. I watched his, you know, most of his career. I was very fortunate enough to watch most of his career. At least, you know, you know, from I say from '85 on, I, you know, I definitely understood what was, you know, what was, ta- what was taking place. Uh, I watched a majority, if not all, of Jordan's career as well. Uh, you know, and, and, you know all, all the highlights and all, you know, definitely all the playoff runs and everything. Uh, I've seen almost every single game that Kobe Bryant has played throughout his career, and that's a crazy thought. Like, I, I'm not that old, but I, I guess. <laughs> I guess I guess I guess I gotta be pretty old in order to in order to say that. So for me, it's gonna hit. Even and, and but I made this comment. You know, I've made this comment in the past. Mm-hmm. Even for folks that disliked him, even for folks that were team, you know, fans of other teams or right. other players, or you know, like you know, had you had like an unnatural hate for them, hate for that man. I think they I think they're going to realize like, dang, not only do they not make him like that anymore, you know, it was a lot of fun watching him because Kobe was a showman more than anything else. He was an assassin. He was he was a showman. The game will not you know the game will I'm not going to say the game will suffer, but the game will lose a truly one of its truly all time greats when that man hangs it up. So now, again, real quick, you know, there was a uh, a thing or a debate going on. I think it's both. Do they retire eight or do they do they retire twenty four in the rafters? If it's one, it's going to be twenty four. I also think it should be both. Now, 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 why twenty? Yeah, think, why twenty four over eight? If if they have to pick one, why do you say twenty four? Because he's gonna. It would be his choice, and uh, twenty four, regardless of what any, no matter what he says about that, you know, sack and Kobe, you know, that that run. The 24, the three runs of the finals with Powell, the being able to disprove or you know, you know, uh, you know, prove everybody that was still saying silly things about you know, oh well, he didn't do it without such and such, and he never would have done it without him or that or the other. Uh-huh. I can guarantee you that you know, that that comes into play. Jabari Davis, you are the man. Um, follow him on Twitter at Jabari Davis NBA, the host of Lakers Nation podcast and writer for LakersNation.com. Again, you can tell the fans how they can reach out to you, read your work, or hear the podcast. Okay, again, first let me thank you once again. It really, and look, folks, when I say this, I'm not just saying it because I'm cool with Randy and because we you – know, this is, this man is great at what he does, so it truly is an honor to be here, you know, like to, to not just be on your show, but to talk to you about about the NBA. It's always a good time. You know your stuff. Thank you, man. Uh, Appreciate it. Like you know, like Randy said, LakersNation.com. Follow me on Twitter or you know tweet at me. You know you don't even have to follow. You know the tweet, you know, tweet at me you know, that you love it, that you hate it. That's okay. I appreciate the feedback. Jabari Davis NBA on Twitter. Uh, once again, you know, if you, if you go to the YouTube page for Lakers Nation, uh, you know you did the, the the show is up. You know, generally within a couple hours of us, you know, you know, recording it, and you know, I, whenever I finish, you know, you know the, uh, editing down the audio, whatever the case, uh, you know, it's not quite on iTunes just yet. But like I said, you know, bear with me. You know, I know there's been a couple fans out there that have, you know, that have asked repeatedly. I appreciate your patience. I will eventually figure that, you know, figure that process out. Jabari Davis, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right.